0: God's not done with you yet. He's going to work on you. He's going to send you into timeout, teach you patience. He's not going to answer all your prayers the way that you want him to. Why? Because he loves you so much, he wants you to grow.
1: Welcome to Tell Podcasts. You're listening to Encouraging Words from Pastor Darren, bringing you truth and peace through God's Word. In this episode, we talk about masterpieces, stunning works of art. Did you know that God has made you, yes you, his masterpiece? Think, evaluate, learn, lead, T-E-L-L, tell. Now here's Pastor Darren showing us that you are God's masterpiece. Thanks for listening.
0: It's going to get heavy really fast here. So heavy in this sense, this is deep spiritual stuff. The book of Ephesians is deep, but it's as powerful as it is deep. So I'm going to read from Ephesians in chapter 1 today. This is the Apostle Paul writing to the Christians in Ephesus. So it's the book of the Bible we call Ephesians. And uh, I'm just going to read it, and then I'm going to preach on this, uh, and it's going to move you today and make a difference. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 3. which he purposed in Christ, to be put into effect when the times reach their fulfillment, to bring unity to all things in heaven and on earth under Christ. There's more. Verse 11. In him, we were also chosen, having been predestined, according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ is the Word of God. How about that? Uh, big stuff. Chip and Joanna Gaines were the stars of HDTV's hit show Fixer Upper. Uh, they discontinued the series because they wanted to spend time with their family. But uh, if there's one thing, if you remember from any of these episodes, the show, if there's one, one thing that made Chip and Joanna Gaines smile from ear to ear, especially Chip's grin, you just can't He can't get past, he's always smiling. Uh, One thing that made them them happy is this. This is their passion and joy. They love doing the work of taking a mess and making it into a masterpiece. That makes them smile. But there's a second thing that makes them smile too. And the second thing that makes them smile is when the homeowners are happy. When at the end of it, they do the big reveal, and they show the homeowners their new place, right? Their new masterpiece. And when the homeowners are happy, Chip and Joanna are happy, Fixer Upper is happy. You and I are the work in progress. You and I are the shack or the shed or the mess, and God's the master craftsman. And there's two things that makes him happy. Number one, he's got a passion and a pleasure for doing this work, for the saving work of the gospel. This is what he loves doing. Number two, he's happy when you're happy. When you are receiving his gift of what makes you a masterpiece his love you're receiving his grace and i i I can just picture god in heaven right now leaning into the angels and saying hey check out jim isn't this awesome today he's praying with deeper faith don't you love that it's god he's smiling from ear to ear look at mandy oh do you see it he's saying to his angels finally she's She's living truly in her real identity as my child, as a child of God. Isn't that great? He's he's grinning from ear to ear. Stephen and Sarah, look, hey, 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 look. See Stephen and Sarah? They're fighting for a godly marriage. Don't you love that? This is God. That's what makes him happy. Now, if you don't think that's the case, or you think God is a grumpy God, and he wants to hurl down lightning bolts at you all the time i'm going to convince you otherwise and right here from ephesians chapter one in, in today's message you are god's masterpiece we need to start here what is a masterpiece so how do the people of our world define value okay what is it that makes disney uh, apple southwest What does it make that makes them successful companies? What is it, what are the criteria that allow Amazon Prime to offer something just dirt cheap, almost like they're giving it away, and at the same time, charge you for something that's way more than market price, and they're able to do it? If a realtor or an appraiser came to your home, how would they determine its value? What do we turn to for what makes something valuable in this world. If, if your teenage daughter said, you know, when it comes to beauty products, I prefer Urban Decay to NYX brand. Why is she saying that? I'm no economist. As a matter of fact, I'm terrible at economizing, but, but here's my guess, popularity, consumer demand. So, question number two, what's valuable to you? What is the most valuable to you? So it's the reason you get out of bed in the morning. It's like the number one thing you, you, that you worship and praise and people know about it. You talk about this all the time. You post more about this than anything else. That, that, and people, you just, they can't keep you quiet. You're just always talking about it. You arrange your schedule around it. When, when you're just in nowhere's land, like you're commuting in traffic or, or daydreaming in school, it fills your thought. There's popular answers to, to that. And I think the popular answers would be things like home, job, family, um, seeking others' approval and affirmation, um, achievements, things like that, fill in the blank. Uh, and I can tell you what, that's true. I believe for all of us, and it's true for me. If I'm going to be the first to confess, I'm going to say that God is not my masterpiece, at least functionally. He's not what I value and prioritize most. I want Him to be. So conceptually and ideally, God is my master, the thing that I value the most, my number one priority, what I wake up for, what I talk. But if If I were to give you the the password to my Google calendar and my financial accounts, and if I were to let you in my house and look in my closets, in my garage, in my shed, if I were to strap a a GoPro on my head for a day, and I would give you full access to all of that, you would see, You, you, you would agree. And my number one value and priority in this life is not God. It's, it's one or some of those other things I said. But I want Him to be. Don't you? You want Him to be yours too? I know you do. How do we know when He is? How do you... What's a... What's an indicator that, that God is your masterpiece, that He's the, the number one thing in your life? Here, here's one thing it would be for me. When people... Meet me or know me. And they, they would say, man, can you, can you believe it? That Darren, he is consumed by Jesus Christ. He is so filled with the Holy Spirit. He's living out love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, patience, gentleness, self-control. He's living out the fruits of the Spirit so often, so much every day. And man, does he adore God the Father. He's just in awe of God. And and he he just has such faith and such confidence, such joy and and courage. What's up with him? And how do I get that? That would indicate to me that I'm living with God as my number one, my, my value, my masterpiece. Now, the good news is as Christians, as believers in Jesus Christ, you, you have that, and I, I have that. And if you're not yet a Christian, but you're exploring Christianity, it is not far away at all. So, uh, that's the good news. Let me, let me read this section again from Ephesians 1. Popularity does not apply here at all. As a matter of fact, it's the opposite. What applies is this, that the value of God as your number one value starts with God as being valuable himself. God is his own value, his own worth, and then he gives that to you and me. And that's what we hear about in these verses. So this is Ephesians 1, verses 3 to 6. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. I'm going to unpack that a little bit, I want to start with this. This is, this is the biggest point, and this will really help you grasp these verses and, and open the eyes of your heart and really grasp these. Here's the question. If you have a friend or a family member who's struggling with their faith, and they come to you and they say, I, I want a stronger faith, I'm struggling with weak faith. What is the last thing you want to tell them? What is, the, what is the thing you should not, not talk about if someone comes to you and says, I need help with my faith. I want a stronger faith. I'm worried about my faith. I'm weak in my faith. Can I please tell you this? I learned this the hard way, and some of you probably have too, and some of you are probably still doing it wrong, but not after today. Do not, with that person, talk about their faith. Stop doing that. It doesn't work, because if you have faith in your faith, sometimes good, sometimes bad. The Apostle Paul wants the Christians in Ephesus to be stronger in their faith, to be deeper, to be… And so, what does he do? These opening verses of Ephesians chapter 1, I just, in that section that I just read, we or us words that focus on us or our faith appear five times do you know how many times names for god appear god lord jesus or pronouns for god not five times 17 times in what i just read you get it if someone's struggling with their faith they 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 have a weak faith they want a stronger faith focus them on god on him as the divine designer and the master builder and the fixer-upper. And when you do, your faith will grow. So do you want a stronger faith? Kids, you you need to help me here. Your parents are sitting really nicely, and they're very careful, and they don't want to appear out of place, so they're not going to speak as loudly when I ask them to answer. But kids, are you with me? Kids, raise your hand if you're with me. I need your help here. Kids, raise your hands. Raise your hands. All right, thank you. Now, you lead the way for your mom and dad. I'm going to ask you to say yes after I say some things, and I guarantee you, if you say yes, it's the right answer. All right, so kids, nice and loud. Adults, you participate too, but I know the kids are going to blow you away. Do you want a stronger faith? Say yes. Yes. Do you want to appear to people and for them to see in you greater courage? Say yes. yes. Do you want more clarity and assurance in making decisions that are God's will? Say yes. Yes. Do you want more joy and peace in your life? Say yes. Yes. Do you want to give generously so that the angels in heaven are cheering? Say yes. yes. Do you want God to be your masterpiece? Yeah. I do too. Then we're going to start here. If you say yes to all that, then think less about yourself. Th- think about yourself less often, and think about God way more, and you will have a stronger faith. I- I'm thinking of a, of a fixer-upper home that, that Chip and Joanna Gaines would, would put together, and uh, it'd be on the show Fixer Upper. and, and uh, And and maybe it's the reveal at the very end, and they they unveil this home, and the homeowners are standing there, and they look at it, and most of the time, there's tears of joy, and smiles, and hugs, and right, but I I didn't see too many episodes, but my guess is that once in a while, there's the dud. Once in a while, there's the homeowners that it's revealed, and they stand there, and kind of like, uh, that's not what we were looking for. What do Chip and Joanna say at that point? They do not say, if, you know, the, let's say this family is there and they're kind of bummed out, they don't walk up to them and say, hey, just cheer up. Be, be positive about this, okay? Just uh, have a good attitude. Everything will be okay. No. If I'm Chip and Joanna and, and we have the big reveal and someone is disappointed, what would you do? I would say, hey, follow me. Let's go take a tour. I just got to show you the whole thing, and you'll be amazed. That's what I would do. So I would not focus on the person. You focus on the masterpiece and on the master designer. And so first of all, let's focus on God, your heavenly Father. He, we call him Father because he wants to provide for you, and his best providing, according to these verses, verse 3, is in the heavenly realms. Right, so this is not, what you find here is not popular from an earthly point of view, but from a heavenly spiritual point of view, he's providing you spiritual blessings. As a matter of fact, it says here, every, what does he give to you? Every spiritual blessing in Christ, verse three. Uh, lately, I've um, been reading a book or two by, by Christian authors who I'm growing to admire, and I find myself reading these books thinking, I wish I had what they had. I, I, I could write books like this if I had what they had. I, man, they just impressed me. Or singing the songs of Christian artists you admire, and I, man, I wish I could sing like them. I wish I could live like them. Or you know an amazing Christian in your family, a friend, uh, and you just say, why? I, I wish I had what they, this is saying to you, God has given you everything you need Every spiritual blessing in Christ, everything you need to be an amazing Christian. You have it. As a matter of fact, God's so serious about this that even before you, you were born, even before you set foot on this planet and had a chance to prove yourself or perform in some way, even before that, He dreamed of this and He promised it to you. That's what it means you're predestined. He He saw the way for you to be a believer, His child from a long time ago, and he made a promise to you, a sincere promise in your baptism, that you are, verse 4, holy and blameless in his sight. Two things make God happy, just like Chip and Joanna, remember this? Number one is his work, and number two is the product of his work, you. And when you're, when you're delighted and happy and fulfilled, so you're holy and blameless, so he looks at you and he smiles. He grins from ear to ear. Look look at this masterpiece. Secondly, he, he likes to do that. There's nothing more powerful than when you like your job. And sometimes there's nothing more discouraging than when you don't. God loves his job. And he loves, it says this right here, verse 5. All of this, this saving you, this promising you, this making you his masterpiece, verse 5, in accordance with his pleasure, is pleasure and will. He loves it, he wants it. You are God the Father's masterpiece of grace. That's a promise. Kids, another question for you. How many of you would like a bigger, better bedroom? I'm talking like, like with a, a bed that, that folds down off the wall, comes out of the ceiling, and has lights on it, and all the stereo sound equipment, and Wi-Fi, your own Wi-Fi in your own room, your own gaming system, and big screen in your own bedroom. Would anyone want a bedroom like that? Sorry, moms and dads, I'm setting you up. All right, a couple of adults raise their hand. Uh, kids, now listen carefully, here's the lesson. You can have that, I'm gonna give you a choice between two things. Number one is you can have that bedroom, but here's what it means. And actually, we'll give that bedroom to you in a palace, in paradise, in, on a tropical island where you have all the, the kids' drinks you want, you can eat everything. You have this paradise, and it's all yours, and you get this bedroom, but you'll have to move permanently away from your family. You would never see them again. But you get your bedroom. Or, choice number two, you keep your current bedroom, but you get to keep your family. Number one, Move to tropical paradise without your family? Or number two, keep your family in your bedroom? Which one? One or two? Twos, twos, twos. Oh, boy. Moms and dads, I see a few ones. You weren't supposed to do that. Uh, Family bond and love is strong. And this next section is why I just gave that scenario to you, because the bond of love starts here it starts here don't don't miss this the bond of love starts with god the father and god the son with the triune god themselves so this mentions this next section mentions that the the love of god the father and the god the son allowed them to endure and to go through some big things and then they bring you into that love too here's the verse verses 6 and 7 in ephesians 1 this all talks about god's glorious grace which he has freely given us In the one he loves it's the Father and the Son. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins in accordance with the riches of God's grace. So God the Father and God the Son have this love with each other, unbreakable. And they have this love with sinners, with you and me, and they bring us into this love, and when they do, that's a big collision of holiness and sin. And where do those collide? At the cross of Jesus Christ. Because God the Father and the God Son love each other so much that they could survive, Jesus especially, on the cross could survive even death. Love is stronger than death. He, his Father rose him, raised Him from the dead, and now you and I, there at the cross, we, our guilt met God and was killed. Our shame met God and was killed. Our, 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 our conscience that says you're not forgiven, it met God's love and a promise was made, you're loved forever, you're forgiven, and so you are a masterpiece by Jesus' cross, by his cross. A couple phrases that are important here. Um, To do this, to make you his masterpiece, to do your design, it takes, verse 7, God's riches, and verse 8, God's wisdom and understanding. God's bringing a lot to the table here as he's in his, his workshop working on you to be his masterpiece. His, his will, verse 9, and his good pleasure. You see that again? It repeats it again. So his will, you being his masterpiece, is what God wants. And his good pleasure, you being his masterpiece, is what God loves. He, he loves it. And now, that, make, that gives us a status god's love gives us a status of being a child of god a believer but god's not done with you yet listen god's not done with you yet he's going to work on you he's going to prune and he's going to chisel he's going to send you into timeout. teach you patience He's not going to answer all your prayers the way that you want him to. Why? Because he loves you so much he wants you to grow. You're a work in progress. God's God's continuing to work on us all. And what does he use to do that in his workshop? Verse 10. God uses all things in heaven and on earth And and I guarantee you, you're not going to see his grand design. It's not going to be clearly revealed to you. You'll struggle at times in faith, but be assured of this. Be assured of this, verse 11, he works out everything, just like he worked out his own son's cross. The cross was not a period. It was a dot, dot, dot. So you're a masterpiece by Jesus' cross, and the cross is reflected in your life. That's the cross life. Finally, sometimes there's something that makes a difference between a work of art that's meh, or a replica, and a work of art that's wow, the original. The difference being this one has the artist's signature. So an artist will, will sign something for two reasons. One is saying, I, I designed this. No one else designed this. I designed this. And number two really is, I own this. My name is on it. It belongs to me. I can do whatever I want with it. I, now I can make prints. I can make copies. I can do, I, but I can do what I want with it. I own it. So God shared you his love, made you a believer, promised from eternity that you would be his own, and then he signed you. It says it right here. Verse 13, when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal. So God designed you as his masterpiece, and now you are a masterpiece of the Holy Spirit's ownership. That God the Holy Spirit put his seal on. It's a signature. It's God's name. It's Christ's name, Christian. And he owns you. So I I just did a little reading on Chip and Joanna Gaines. I don't watch a lot of Home and Garden TV. Um, It doesn't help. Um, But Chip and Joanna Gaines are not doing the show Fixer Upper anymore, but they're coming back. Did you know this? And they're coming back not to do another show, but they they had done the show. Now they're coming back and creating their very own TV network. That will include home and garden shows and things like Fixer Upper, but a lot more. So they were here doing a show, and now they're going to come back even bigger and better. Guess what? That's how it works with God's masterpieces. He's always got a plan for you to grow, for next steps, for, for stronger, for more loving, for, for bigger things. So God is patient with you. As he puts you through this process, you're his masterpiece. He's signed you. He's given you every spiritual blessing in Christ. He's patient with you as you grow. Be patient with him. Amen.
1: Thanks again for listening to Tell Podcasts. Tell's mission is simple, teaching you the real gospel so you can teach others. Remember, truth brings peace. For more about Tell, visit us on Facebook or at tellnetwork.org.